Hello everyone! Today is another day where I get to talk about the one species that I don't work with of the supernaturals. It's always an interesting day when we get to talk about werewolves and their kind, so I wanted to talk about what makes werewolves werewolves. The scratch, the transformation, and the wolf-like features. Hal, I think it's interesting that you said the scratch is what makes werewolves werewolves. Did you know you're more right than most in that definition? What do you mean? Well, there are many myths that people assume are true of natural-born werewolves. So nobody's born a werewolf? (laughs) No, nobody at all. It's actually impossible for a baby's body to survive the process of transformation. So werewolves have evolved to give birth to human babies. Uh, You mentioned the pups, though, that one time you actually talked about this. Is there actually that many attacks on kids? Well, there's a really common trend among werewolves to turn your kids when they're old enough to withstand the transformations. Is that like raising your kid in a certain kind of religion? No, it's much more dangerous. This kind of transformation is extremely painful, which I'll get into later, but it's frankly very frightening to see the pups go through stuff like that. But not all werewolves do that sort of thing. There are plenty of werewolf parents who just get babysitters for the one night a month and will either not turn their kids or ask them what they want when they reach adulthood. Well, that's good. What is it that makes people want to turn their kids so badly? Well, werewolf culture is actually very long and varied. There is a long history frowning upon what werewolves call mixed breeds or mutts, though. And that's what they call werewolves that have been turned by other werewolves. Werewolves born of humans or one human and one werewolf. So they want to turn their kids to make them what? Purebreds? Yeah, pretty much. It's a messed up society when you really get into it. But luckily, not all werewolves subscribe to these ideas. Do they intentionally use dog terms? Does it not feel dismissive of their own community? Those terms have been used by them for such a long time that I feel it's just like a part of their vocabulary by now. So, have you had conversations with werewolves that think that way? Yes, I have, and they're never not awkward in some way or another. It's the same way as it always is talking to people who don't share your views and values. It's difficult because these are values that are so ingrained into their culture that it's difficult to take down these categories that have been formed. You mentioned uh, you had a teenage werewolf that had human parents. Has she had to deal with any of that sort of thing? Oh, no, because she's so human and has been raised in such a human environment, she's far away from any of that toxicity. Oh, good. Yeah, (laughs) and we keep the environments for transformation very cordial. We never want that kind of language thrown around like that. It's so clearly just a terrible thing to do, and... We've ended up kicking out repeat offenders and putting them in their own personal environments before. Well, it's good to know the society has nothing to do with the whole thing. But I have to ask, how do people come into contact with these werewolves to get turned in the first place? Well, there are plenty of supernaturals who haven't been found yet by the society, so so much as a walk in the woods could turn out to be potentially deadly for some people or could end up getting scratched or bit. Noted. Don't walk in the woods. Obviously, it's not just that. Sometimes when a human begins a relationship with a werewolf, they ask to be turned for themselves. There is always that glorification of that life that we run into all the time. I mean, the movies make it look like a walk in the park, but the realism is actually striking. 
It is. And they really know that better than anyone. They? Werewolves. Oh, because of the transformations. Absolutely. I've had it described to me, and it's frankly terrifying. I can't imagine what it must be like for them, and it really makes me scoff at those things that see them turning into these beautiful, majestic wolves in seconds when the process is so painful. And they're no normal wolves. Oh, not even close. Well, monsters is a word we tend to avoid now because it has some really negative associations. There's a reason why that's how they were categorized in early media. They don't look like any animals you'd ever see. Now, I myself have come into contact with werewolves, and the moment is not one I like to remember often, but I do remember a large, hairy, clawed, fanged, wolf-like man standing in my apartment. For sure. They definitely look more like anthropomorphic wolves than, like, the animals themselves, but not in a cute way. It has taken me quite a long time to get used to seeing them. Of course, now I see no issue in working with them, but it's certainly difficult for the newcomers. And can you tell them apart while they're transformed? Oh, it takes a trained eye, but you can. Redheads and blondes have that going for them in their wolf forms, like, they'll usually maintain their hair color, but there are subtle differences in physicality as well. There are even ways to tell the females from the males from afar. And what is that? The ears. The female werewolves have longer ears and the men have wider ones. You'd never see it at first glance, but it is there. Oh, how interesting. My favorite is when people dye their hair. It's always a nice little pick-me-up to see a wolf tearing into a deer corpse with bright green hair on their head. It doesn't go away? Well, where can it go? They grow more hair, they don't get rid of the existing stuff. Well, that's the best visual I'm gonna get all week. <laughs> no, it's a highlight. No pun intended. Oh, please stop that. Never, Erickson. Never. Okay, well, changing the subject. What information can you give me about the transformation itself? Well, it's... Excruciating. I can imagine. From what I've been told, there's never been anyone who could get used to the feeling. It's truly a pain that comes as a surprise every time. Well, the idea of your entire body reshaping itself doesn't exactly sound like a walk in the park. No, no, it is notoriously scarring. And it's not even just the transformation that hurts. Really? Yeah, I mean, the transformation itself feels like every muscle in your body is on fire, but before and after, there's some pain to be had, too. Like what? No, it aches for about a day afterwards. These werewolves are left bedridden because of the effects of the transformation on their muscles. It's terrible. Yeah, and that's not it either. Their body anticipates the transformation, too. Usually, they're hit with plenty of aches and pains the day before the full moon, too. I've always wondered why werewolves turn on the full moon. Well, there's a multitude of different theories, but... None have ever really been proven true or false. But I'll tell you this. A lot of werewolves are turned to spiritualism because of their nature in the full moon. Oh, that actually makes so much sense. Doesn't it? It just adds up. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to me about all this. It's really interesting to get into werewolves like this because I so rarely have the chance. Oh yeah, no doubt. There are so many things to discuss. You're telling me? I didn't even know about the whole mutt thing until today. 
Oh, yeah. I could talk about that for hours. It's such an interesting topic. Right. I mean, how can you talk about something fundamentally wrong with a different culture without downright bashing that culture? It's an icy, icy slope. Exactly. But things like that need to be addressed. It doesn't mean that all werewolves are evil. It just means that the community itself has to fix itself a little bit. And that can be witnessed over all kinds of people and places. A fear of the other is a part of so many people's lives. It really is. So I am so happy to address it anywhere I can. Maybe someday I'll make a recording on it. It's a really intricate topic, so I definitely think you could. I'd be happy to talk about it with you again sometime. Lovely. Thank you so much, Laurel. And it was so wonderful to see you, as always. I'm wonderful to see you. I won't deny it. You better not. (laughs) Well, I'll see you next time then. See you then. I think I'm really starting to outgrow my bias when it comes to werewolves. Yes, I've had some very negative experiences with them, and even though today we were talking about, um, for at least part of the meeting, we were talking about a more negative aspect of werewolves, but I do think that getting to know these little social constructs, it makes them seem more like me and more like myself, which not the things that are different are inherently bad, but it makes it a little bit more easy to get into and to have myself address these these reservations that I've had about them in the past. I'm not going to request that I uh, have any assigned to me. First of all, I could not handle it with my schedule, and also, I don't think the society would let me. And I don't know if I'm perfectly ready to do that myself, especially because I don't know the facilities yet. But I do think it's a lot more easy for me to talk about it than it used to be. And I really have a lot of appreciation for Laurel because of that. Anyway, uh, I hope that gave you some insight into this uh, little supernatural species. Uh, Well, stay safe out there. Good night.